open it up for questions. So here we go. And uh, reading is on 50, middle of the page. On one proposition, however, these men and women are strikingly agreed. Every one of them has gained access to and believes in a power greater than himself. This power has in each case accomplished the miraculous, the humanly impossible. As a celebrated American statesman put it, let's look at the record. Here are thousands of men and women, worldly indeed. They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, to take a certain attitude toward that power, and to do certain simple things, there's been a revolutionary change in their way of living and thinking. In the face of collapse and despair, in the face of the total failure of their human resources, they found that a new power, peace, happiness, and sense of direction flowed into them. This happened soon after they wholeheartedly met a few simple requirements. Once confused and baffled by the seeming futility existence, they show the underlying reasons why they were making a heavy going of life. Leaving aside the drink question, they tell why living was so unsatisfactory. They show how the change came over them. And when, he, when many hundreds of people are able to say that the consciousness of the presence of God is today the most important fact of their lives, they present a powerful reason why one should have faith. Well, that's the reading, Paul. So it's back to you. Thanks, Kurt. You're welcome. Paul, alcoholic or a grateful member of recovery, however you want to say it. Um, nice to see everybody. Uh, yes. Again, he's just describing, uh, perhaps there is a better way. So human resources would be the thinking process. Yes relying on your own perceptions, understandings, beliefs, habits, uh, view of the world, view of yourself, all of those. And then there's a power. We'd say it, it was, it's an unsuspected inner resource, but there's a power that we can access. I would say we're already in access to it. Yeah, we're just thinking something else really and there's faith and belief in the thoughts so when the thoughts tell us we're totally disconnected there's certain we certain we react as if that's so so we're at the effect of false evidence appearing real quite a lot which the higher power reliance on that and that's one of the things that says here uh what's the attitude towards this new power surrender really yes that's the attitude. Uh, I rather be directed than direct. Yeah. Yeah. So let me see what it said here. Uh, yeah. They flatly declare that since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves. Now I feel in my experience, step two was like an observational step. 
like it says in the 12 and 12, the first two steps are reflective in nature. So first step is you reflect on what it was like, you know, you were powerless over alcohol and then now what it's what's going on. Yeah, you're reflecting. So after about six or eight weeks of being in the program, I observed that I hadn't drank. Yeah, I hadn't gone to jail. I found a place to live. I had bought a ghetto box and one tape of one of my favorite bands. And I was on the upswing. Yeah. And uh, the most important thing is I hadn't drank in eight weeks. So I came to believe that something was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. And that something wasn't rooted in human resources. Yeah. So it was whatever you want to call it, a higher power or spirit or God or whatever. Your innermost, well, that sort of got activated by an admittance of complete defeat, really. And having that admittance of complete defeat matched with a program of recovery or a way of life which is AA, which is rooted in reliance on a higher power. Yes, not reliance on the human resources that have failed us, but reliance on something other than them. And then you'll come to believe that it doesn't fail you. How I did it was I hadn't drank in eight weeks, hadn't gone to jail. I wasn't fucking acting out as much. That was enough evidence for me to come to believe that something was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself, nor my mother, nor the state, you know. A lot of things wanted me to stop and nothing could seem to trigger that effect. Yet it was triggered, yeah. When I looked around, I couldn't see who or what did it, tell you the truth, yeah. It wasn't a person, it wasn't, uh, even getting run over by a car hadn't done it, so it wasn't a thing, it was something else, so call it spirit or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just basically, if it sets a new direction, yeah, it doesn't matter what you're looking at as the higher power, it's a direction it sets while while, while looking at it, yes? Yeah, it puts you in a position or a attitude or an outlook that's different than the old one, yeah. So, yeah, it said here, that simple thing, mm. They flatless since they have come to believe in a power greater than themselves, which is step two. Yeah, hopefully to take a certain attitude toward that power. Yeah, decide to turn your will and life over to it. Yeah. And do certain simple things. Yes, the suggestions of the way of life. ABC one, two, three. It's not like cosmic math. Yeah, it's a simple, yeah, simple steps that set us in a new direction, yeah? Perhaps to arrive at trusting the infinite rather than finite self in our day-to-day life. So in the face, so, uh, and have a, to take that certain attitude toward that power and to do certain simple things that have been a revolutionary change in the way of living and thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, We've told the truth about what it was like to be employed by the old employer, and now we're making a decision to turn our usability over to a new employer, 
and what we hear about this new employer is it's all powerful. It's going to take care of us if we stay close to it, which the new employer is everywhere. So how can you be far and do its works well? Well, they don't even define those works. So why don't you say most of what you're doing is doing its his works or its works well? Yeah. And then the shit that it isn't, you'll know because life will slap you around a little. Yeah. <laughs> Just consequences will tell. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so he, they're just singing the praises of the solution that downloaded into them, the people that started the program. Yeah, they found a new unsuspected inner resource that, had done, had, that, that is doing for them what they couldn't do for themselves, nor could anyone else. Yeah, hallelujah. So let's get clear about that. And there isn't an expiration date when the reliance on a higher power turns into back into self-reliance. Yeah, it isn't like, all right, rely on a higher power and then you're going to be behind the wheel in a couple of years. Yeah, no, it's that's the principle reliance on something greater than yourself. Now, what needs to be clear is the activity of self. Yeah, because it's a tricky little parasitical movement. It convinces the host that it's the host. I'm going to say that again. Your head is the act of convincing the host, us, that the parasite self is the host. Yeah. The problem resides in the mind. That's where this strange little shift the rue occurs. Something is talking to you as you. <laughs> if it was just talking to you, as Stanley and you were Paul, you wouldn't go for it. If it was talking to you as anyone other than you, you would see the insanity of it. Yeah. But because it disguises itself, it appears as the host. So we never entertain the possibility of throwing off the parasite. Yeah. We can't get there. If you take yourself to be something, you can't be free from that something. You try to be free as that something. Yeah, this is the bondage of self. Being convinced self manifested in various ways. All right, let's say being convinced a parasite has manifested in various ways. Yeah, and it has defeated us. We will now look at the parasites common manifestations. The next paragraph is resentment. Why are we calling resentments ours? We, we must be in a state or in the habit of being identified as the parasite. So when the pan of parasite manifests through us, we call them ours. That's fundamental. That's not like on, that's not on in the appendix at, you know, 800 to page 800. That's fundamental. That's the nature of the wrong. Something talks to us as us. What do you identify with at meetings after a couple of months? You identified with the people who are sharing their thoughts, their feelings, and their reactions to life because they sound quite like your thoughts, your feelings, and your reactions to life because they are. Because we're, our reactions to life is based on or derived from a parasitical view, and so are theirs. 
And what's reinforcing that parasitical view are, is the thoughts that they're having, just like you're having, yeah? And the feelings that go along with it are very, very similar because it produces the same effects in all of these different hosts. And yet, none of the hosts get to see it. They constantly think they're my thoughts, they're my feelings, and they're my actions all day, no matter what. No matter that it's obvious you were dancing with a gorilla, you still blame yourself for the dance steps that occurred. It's insane to me. That to me is the bondage of self. And it's almost a built-in contempt prior to investigation, really. You can do an inventory on someone else like that, and yet it takes you months to get, you know, put pen to paper when you do an inventory on you because the parasite does not want you to look at your role in things because you will see its role in things. You will see self's role in your things because they're not your things. This is the premise of these talks. We're not advancing any new take on the steps. We're talking about the nature of the wrong. The way of life is sound. AA works. Yes? There are so many dilemmas of the mental state running amok. Has been people who suffer from all those different manifestations, they all have come under the umbrella of the 12 steps. There's like 130 fucking attributes of the defeat of self, food, sex, everything, all on 12-step programs, yes? Gambling Anonymous, Sex Anonymous, Food Anonymous, everything, because it works, yeah? But what limits the works? What limits the effects is the bondage of self. The bondage of self lets you move, but you don't move well. It lets you reach, but you don't reach as far as you can, yeah? It binds you. In other words, something is causing me not to be able to put my arm out 12 feet. What is that bonding mechanism? It resides in the mind. I'm listening to the problem talk to me as if it's me. So when it says an insane idea, I think there's some fucking wisdom in it. If a newcomer comes and tells me that same insane idea, I said, you're fucking insane. What's the difference? Well, I can see it as his, and the insanity is super clear. When I see it as mine, it makes sense. What happened? What, what's the ingredient that makes something, in one view, insane to make sense? That's our role. No one's doing that for us. That happens. When we're looking at life from a certain condition, we make mountains out of molehills. When we're looking at life from a certain condition, false evidence appears real to us. Yeah. And therefore, a crazy reaction makes sense because something has been misread. Because we're looking at things for by a prejudiced pair of glasses, self-centeredness. Our life is centered on the parasitical movement of self. Oh, and we try to make it extreme so he can see some kind of contrast. Yeah, because if it seems like it flows like water, it sort of looks like water, but you don't realize the other is oil. Yes, 
it's completely different. You can see through it, it moves, but it's not water. Yes? So we hopefully put out a pair of glasses so that maybe you can see something. I don't care if you see it or not in a way, but I feel like you should have the right to take a look at it from this point of view, because as a member of recovery, I have, I humbly believe I've been granted a great amount of relief from this bondage. I have for years to a, to, to a point that the relief is ordinary now. It's basically the, it's the, it's the basis of the day. I'm not trying to acquire it and I'm not in a fear of losing it. Yeah. Something has been established, just like it says, you sincerely take this position and then it talks about the effects that happen when that occurs. Then when you get established in that position, the effects grow. Yes. The problem will not exist for you anymore. The way that happens, it humbly to me, is the problem is seen as not existing as you anymore. Yeah, it is a disease. You not you are not the disease. It's foreign to you. Even though you call it a part of your system, it ain't. Yeah, it's a pathogen in a way. It's been introduced, whatever. It amplifies certain conditions. Yeah, just let's say like jealousy, you have a little bit of jealousy, you drink, you're up on stalking charges, yes? You have a little bit of anger under the drink, you kill somebody. So it seeks to have an effect in one's life, yeah? It seeks to come out and leave an impression. And sometimes for some of us, that impression is a 20-year prison sentence. I remember the last time I talked at San Quentin, they had this yearly celebration. And before I got to talk, they had three convicts talk. And each one of them were there by for vehicular manslaughter. They had killed someone while drinking drunk. Yes? That's a, that's a, that disease, that insanity found an effect. It's affecting that person's life for 15 years in a fucking intense way. He's in prison, but it's doing this. It's seeking the same effects through us, maybe ruining a relationship or something like that. Yes. It's, it's, it wants to come out. Yeah. We're not, we're not up to the task to stop it, but something is the higher power can take that energy and, and direct it in a new way. So maybe a thought about, I don't love my girlfriend anymore, or I hate her or something comes up. Do I say that? No. Does it pop out, which it used to? No. Yeah. It's just contained in the stream. The river doesn't jump to, you know, Boise. It doesn't jump to New York City. It's contained in the stream. It's rolling down the stream and it's not getting much else shit wet. Yeah. Hallelujah. But when it's spitting out, <laughs> then you feel like you're used for transportation, don't you? You feel like something's driving you. You don't want to crash into that wall, but it's inevitable. You're heading right towards it and you can't stop it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny in hindsight, it isn't when it's occurring. Yeah. So my thoughts, woo. 
They leave huge effects in our lives. Thoughts come and go. My thoughts can turn my whole life away. <laughs> Again, thoughts come and go. Yes, they're a dime a dozen. They just pop up. And if you don't, you know, hitch your wagon to it, they go away. Yeah, there's no imprint. There's no, they don't lose, leave a, but I was upset. Hey, great. It's better than a prison sentence. <laughs> oh, poor Paul was upset. He had more thoughts than he's used to. Yeah, oh, so what? Yeah. <laughs> what makes Paul exempt from being upset? Yes, nothing. Just the freaking idea. Yeah. Have some gratitude, Paul. Go help another person who's at the complete effect of those thoughts popping out and leaving impressions. Yes. And they have no, they do not have the power to do anything about it. Yeah. And they think they're demanded to do some control or manage, and it's not going to work. And when you tell them, after they tell you all their woes and troubles to go to a meeting, they don't see the logic. They see what the hell does that have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with something. Yes, you've introduced yourself to a new logic. Go to a meeting. <laughs> Help another person. <laughs> yeah, we know what it's like. We're all important. We are, we can all respond to the five alarm fire, but we're hopefully at the point of seeing the underlying causes and conditions. I don't want to be a great manager of fires. I want to outgrow being a fire starter. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't want to be a master of putting out fires. <laughs> so yeah, so I, this is what I get out of this. It's the basic thing. Perhaps there's a better way, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. Let's, it's not, you don't have to go off, I don't believe, on all the ways of trusting the infinite. Just check out the ways you trust finite self. Let the truth be told about that, and there will be a movement away from that. Yeah? See how, see that the fail, the system you're relying on is failed. That's its nature. It isn't failed because you fucked it up, or you turned the wrong dials, or you didn't do maintain it enough. It's a failed system. Yeah, it says it right in the book. What's the cause of all fear in a way? It says, why are you in so much fear today? Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? Yeah, so self-reliance is, is a failed system. When you're, when you're taking yourself to be self, when that system fails, you blame yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Yeah, you think you did it. <laughs> That's the magic trick of the failed system. It convinces you that you're the doer of a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. It does. It doesn't even convince you. It says it's so. Yeah, you fucked up, Paul. Everyone else had it work out. You didn't. No, any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. It's not saying only categorically alcoholic life. It says any life run on self-will will hardly be a success. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here. 
whatever. I'm yeah. just happy to be here. We yeah. just keep putting it out the same, same, because I don't feel there's any point to go anywhere else. Because if you don't see this, you're looking from it. Yeah. If you don't see the bondage of self as the act of identification as self, you're going to be looking from the act of being identified as self. It's just that simple. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. See before you look, because the looking won't be able to see. It won't. The looking is a form of blindness. But see the looking, that self-centeredness before it. Yeah. Don't try to use the looking to get out of the looking. It doesn't work. Self can't get out of self. Mm. Why? It's beautiful because that it fails you and that's success, success, yes? You realize why self can't get out of self is you're not self. <laughs> so you're getting out of self is really based on realizing you're not in it. <laughs> that's really how it works. And that's the new logic. That's how that logic works. It's not that you escape from something. You were never in that something you wanted to escape from. That's the beauty. Yeah. That's seamless throughout the solution. That little tweak is seamless. It appears constantly in the field of relief. It appears like that constantly. Yes. Because the whole the root of the problem is an act of being identified as the problem. Yeah. So the problem wanting to get out of the problem is a big problem. <laughs> the solution is you don't see yourself as the problem. That's the solution, really. Yeah. You don't need to see yourself as anything. Something that's going to use you to see will inform you what it is. You'll sense a presence of a God, let's call it. Yeah. You'll sense the presence of what's actually looking, not the story of being a body and a thing, but spirit. Yeah, you'll sense it. It says it right in this reading. Yeah, you'll sense a presence of this power. What's exuding the power and where? Right where you are right now. <laughs> You're so close to the power source, you may actually be the power source. <laughs> Those deliveries are so quick, it must be close. <laughs> it, it's got to be close when there's instantaneous relief. It must be exact where it has. There was no time for the solution to arrive. So I would say I'm the solution in a way. <laughs> you would think a delivery would take some time. <laughs> I don't feel it that way. <laughs> it's right now at all times, right where we are. You can come to a conclusion, I must be that. There's <laughs> a thinking on this, I must be that. <laughs> I will now look at this from that instead of trying to look for that from this. <laughs> Just a simple little move. <laughs> So let me see what I'm not, which will reinforce what I am. 
the sense of what I am. It can't reinforce it. You are that, yeah. But it's a weird trick. You see what you're not, and you get a sense of what you are. Trying to get a sense of what you are is what you're not doesn't really work. I don't feel. Yeah? So. So any, uh, any question or anything? Yeah, thanks, Paul. Yeah, you guys, if you have a question, please raise your hand. And, uh, you know, I like this passage that you riffed on. I don't see any hands right, right now. Let me look here real quick. Oh, yeah, I do. Uh, Brian. We got Brian and then Dave. Hey, how's it going? Good to see you. Uh, I don't want to hang out in the past, but I have something that sort of lingered with me. Um, it's the idea of like not being able to differentiate between when something occurred in the past, whether I was under the influence of self or if I was genuinely trying my best in that moment with like a circumstance that happened. Um, I was in a good place and I, I was kind of aware of this as best as I could be considering where I was at at that time. And uh, anyway, I, I got injured and I like can't seem to, because the consequence was so substantial and so long lasting, this, I guess it's a bit of guilt or something. Um, it's as if I can't, I'm now, I have to be present now with the, the, the physical injury but it seems like um, like that whole thing about did you do it or did it like how it all happened? Um, I guess I don't really know exactly what I'm asking. It's as if I have to now practice this even more now, but I can't seem to fully let it go. I don't know because of because it's a physical thing that's lasting a very long time, and so now I'm just trying to be present and not let the physical part drag me back into more of that. <laughs> So I, yeah, it's almost like I, I felt like I was on the right track at the time, but considering how many horrible decisions I had made in the past and having lived through those consequences for, it's almost one of the worst consequences of anything that's happened to me in my life. And I was sober and I was trying my best. So anyway, I guess I just wanted to hear your insight on yes in that realm. Yeah. Well, I think I have some expertise in this realm. Okay. Sorry if that was a lot, but as a personal experience, but my opinion was I wasn't doing the right thing, but it doesn't matter. Things happen while you're doing the right thing or not doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but my premise was I wasn't doing the right thing and I got run over twice by the same car, which has had a very lasting physical effect. Yeah. Mostly when I'm, prone i mean was standing if i'm horizontal its effects weaken obviously because all the joints and moving parts aren't being stressed out by the old the uh disability from getting whacked so yes so uh there's a point you know shit happens yeah and it really the thing is, whatever happens, uh, there's going to be meaning extracted from it. Now, the head can extract the meaning, which is getting really pissed and feeling, why me and all this, maybe. And then the higher power will use that adversity 
to bring about a sense of empathy for others and stuff like that, that proves very valuable. And how I look at the past is if something was supposed to happen, it did. And if it wasn't, it didn't. Yes. Now, I don't know the rhyme or reason why things occur or don't occur. Uh, that's beyond my pay scale. Yes. But I don't, I don't, and the head would love to go, you know, I would been, I would be, well, I would have been retired pro surfer by now, but it just excludes the fact that I got run over by a car <laughs> in its little imaginings. Yes. So the whole point is one of the things in AA is you learn how to fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you. Yeah. So basically, I was brought to an acceptance uh, around what had happened. Yes. And it's pretty, you know, there it is. <laughs> I don't, uh, there's not much. Uh, the head doesn't go to that there like a well anymore. It's just, it's just, yeah. So I don't know how long you've been involved in the program. Some things take t more time than others to work themselves out. Yeah, because uh, let's say the event packed more emotion or momentum than most other events in your life. It could be one of the most, the biggest event that you've gone through in seven years of living. Yeah. Sometimes that gets unpacked a little slower than something else. Yeah. But there's also a huge, huge amount of value that can be retrieved from all that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like you're brought to a, a, a point of peace or neutrality about a lot of things over time in recovery. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's just, you know, it's a thing. I can try to think a tons of shit. It doesn't change the fact in this world that I got run over by a car and my leg is sort of fucked up. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to boogie board. That's what I did. <laughs> I'm going to try to boogie board with one fin <laughs> because I can't put the fin on the other leg. I'll try to do it. And then I found it was such a trip. Uh, I used to go with, with one fin because the, the bad leg with the foot, it's strange. It would not accept the fin. It would just flip out. And then one day it accepted a fin. And then I started to be able to boogie board again with two fins and get more into the waves and everything like that. So a lot of shit comes back that you think you've lost. And I remember I was laying in the hospital and the doctors were telling me terrible things about my future. Like every fucking week, they were telling me, you're never going to walk or something like that. But even then, I had a higher authority than them. Yeah, I was just, I just did not believe them like completely. Yeah, I, it was a bummer to hear, but I didn't take it to heart. Yeah, I left the future door open, not by any effect from me, but something did. And I've been pleasantly surprised what I thought was not going to be available, made available. Like one thing was electric bikes. <laughs> you can't imagine what electric bikes have done. 
because I couldn't hike or walk much too far and shit like that. Yeah. And riding a bike was, wasn't working for the IT bands and shit in the leg. So electric bike got a lot of, I got my, my radius of exploration grew exponentially. It was awesome. (laughs) So, you know, and then sometimes being deprived of things bring you a great gratitude for what things are here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. And I, I remember, and this thing really moved me incredibly. Even to this day when it comes back, you know, I had been in the hospital for quite a while. Yeah. And so they finally, my sister had advocated to get me out of there because I told her I'm not going to get well here. Yeah. The hospital is not a place to get well. <laughs> so it was just clear. So they were taking me home, you know, so they brought me down in a wheelchair and the, the, the hospital uh, lobby was packed with people, you know, and I hadn't been down or out in months. Yeah. And so as I was come, they were taking me through the lobby. I saw this older guy, maybe my age now, laying on a gurney and his head was like hanging over and I made eye contact and he, the sadness in his eye and no one was paying any attention to him. Everyone's, you know, and I really, and as they, my, they put me in my sister's car, I looked at through the window and I looked at him again and it was just incredible, incredible impact. Now, not in the thoughts, but somewhere in that unsuspected place, there was an impact there that brought about a huge change in my attitude and outlook, especially when I got sober. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. So yeah, don't, uh, I like the ruler of if something was supposed to happen, it did. And if it wasn't, it didn't. Yes. There was no, you, you weren't the main, you weren't the catalyst of what has happened to you. Yeah. It just happens and there's and it your head can give it a reason or the higher power can give it a reason i think the higher power's reason for it and what it's going to do with it is so much more expansive than the head's way of looking at it i would opt for yeah the higher power view yeah yeah so i hope that helped but that's uh yeah you know, shit happens when you do everything right. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things had to play out a certain way. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I'll definitely take that, some of those insights and use them to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, you know, one of the main planks of the parasitical movement is being the doer. Mm. of whatever has been, you know, or being the done to. Right. Uh, And uh, it has a field day with those views. Yeah. Just turn that over to the care of the higher power. Yeah. Let you let, you know, I'll ask it to allow you to see things in a different light because there are lots of different lights you can see things in. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks, Brian. Uh, Dave? 
Yeah. Hey, Paul. Hey, uh, I am. Um, so let's say you're, you're alcoholic or you're otherwise unhappy. You join AA or join a spiritual group or whatever. And then you, whereas before you had an awful, terrible feeling self, suddenly yourself is fine. You have five years clean. You got all your coins or whatever you get after a while. You're all set, ready to go. You're going to be in good, strong recovery for the next three decades. You're set to have a better life with this wonderful new self, but the self is still there. Can you define that conventional self for me or to somehow describe it more completely in, in your, what I think, brilliant philosophical way? Because so many of us are content with just this conventionally recovered better self, but it's the self. Well, yeah. So there's there's uh, different models for sure. Yeah. There's different models. And for the models that have any relevance, you have to believe in a certain set of parameters. Yeah. That you're a living thing and that you are as that thing, the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. Yes, the person. And so... And if that thing starts feeling better, that means you're feeling better. And that thing is getting satisfied by a sense of belonging or whatever and this and that. You're feeling that, yes? And it has its needs and wants, which I feel is part of something, but not the whole enchilada, yeah, for some people. But for some people in recovery, not you know, making a fool of themselves at the July 4th picnic is a target uh, goal, which is great. Yes. Others, there's a, there's another drive that they would like to see more of the causes and conditions of their seeming condition. Yeah. So for me, AA provides a huge umbrella, sort of like it says, we're in spiritual kin kindergarten, and then all the other classes are in the same classroom. Yeah. So kindergarten's going on, third grade's going on, astrophysicists is going on, you know, calculus is going on. Yeah. And it's all set up. And there's no point of being in kindergarten, maybe enough. Yeah. Maybe you want to go to fifth grade. Maybe you want to go this and that. So there's these drives. Now, I don't define self as a thing. I feel it is an activity called selfing, yeah? That activity claims whatever is happening and uses that what's happening to reinforce and to sustain a narrative of being this figure called Paul that should have done certain shit, that shouldn't have done other shit, yeah? All based on being the doer. And it has a mental field day based on the conditions of having emotive events and actions and stuff. And it goes into a mental realm and gets absorbed there. Yeah, my feeling. And so this selfing has an inordinate amount of attention given to it. So the feeling is much less emphasized than the feeler. The thinking is much less emphasized than the thinker. The doing is much less emphasized as the doer.
To me, this is the bondage of self, yes? It's an activity. Uh, <clears throat> some people, or whatever you want to call us, <laughs> maybe they have a, they're going to reach a certain pay scale and there'll be a seemingly fineness about that. Others reach that same pay scale and they're not feeling fine. They're uncomfortable. So obviously there's more drive to check things out than others. Yeah. So when you're feeling that you're a bad self, obviously it feels better when you feel you're a good self. And that's what happens. We do esteemable acts to feel like self-esteem to feel better as what we're not than we used to feel better or worse as what we're not yeah yeah but of course the bondage of self you know you can be you know bound by a an iron handcuff or a gold handcuff it's still a bondage yes so but i don't define self as anything but an activity called selfing yeah and it's mentally derived. And once taken to be the truth, it sucks a lot of attention and interest from other aspects of the, the act of living, yeah? Where you get stuck with an interpretation of life instead of the experience of living a life, yeah? And, uh, that's what I call the bondage of self. The bondage of self is selfing. Yeah, there is no self to be bonded to. There's selfing, and the selfing, its whole present premise is you already are a self. That's what you are. Yeah, that is the name of this event, self. Yeah, you were a self when you were a kid, you're a self when you're an adult, you're a self when you're old, you're a self when you're gonna die. Yes? Yeah. I don't know what it would be like just to be okay at a 4th of July picnic. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice, I've, those results have happened, but I usually don't go to July 4th picnics. <laughs> Maybe that's why it works. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wanted to see. I felt like I was being screwed and I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to know the screwing. I wanted to sort of see what was going on because I, you know, yeah. Yeah. So I don't see it as any uh, uh, more worthy or less worthy seat assignment than being a, a good citizen and, you know, go into flea markets or whatever. And, participating in a, a communal living and being excited about how my neighbor's doing and stuff like that. That's not, uh, I, I, I was moved past that seat assignment. When the music, when the music stopped, I didn't sit in that chair every time. So basically, yeah. Addiction to self. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what it, uh, yeah, so I don't know. 
there's a feeling of being a you and then there's feelings yeah the feeling of being a you is derived by the claiming of feelings the sense of being you as the as seen as the thinker is derived by the claiming of thoughts yeah the feeling of you as being the action figure the doer is derived by the claiming of action yeah so the idea of us is just that it's an idea of us yeah it derives from actually what's happening uh But in a sense, it's not happening. Yeah. 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 So thank you. I, I didn't mean to, to distract too much from the recovery dialogue, but the, I had that question. It's a lot of guys that get content with just being fine, doing real well and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. <clears throat> I'm not in that. I'm not in that uh, basket. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, <laughs> I, the, the, the <laughs> though my life is looking quite lot like that but it's it took a long time <laughs> hi neighbor <laughs> that took a long time really <laughs> it has <laughs> I don't know if I'm that comfortable with it right now, but it happens. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. I'll see you in Philly. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. <laughs> good. That's good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, uh, Dave. Uh, we got uh, Jeffrey. <laughs> Jeffrey. Hey, Paul. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey, look. That's my I first time it. here. Great. I have to see the picture. Oh, yes, yes. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been in long. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Long-term sobriety, too. I mean, I got sober about the same time you did. And, you know, I've been, you know, traveling on this, on a similar path with similar people. And my uh, sponsor turned me on to your, uh, to uh, YouTube, the listeners. Hey, listen to this guy. He's on the same track we are, you know. I, and uh, so it was really, a, it was really, uh, I don't know how to explain it, but it was really kind of cool to see that other people are tracking on the same thing. And I've always you know, I mean, and the guys that I got sober with in early sobriety, I mean, I, I, you know, I got sober in Seattle, obviously. And so we went through the steps and in a workshop with, you know, I was actually, my sponsor came from California and he was sponsored by this guy, Joe. And you probably know Joe, you may have heard of Joe from uh, Santa Monica and you know, so I had the spiritual awakening, you know, went through all this stuff, but my sponsor was like th this real seeker. And so then I went from that to, uh, he says, oh, we got to go down and see the Swami when we're in California. I'm like, what are you talking about the Swami? And you froze. 
You froze at the Swami. Called Shakti Allow your chakras. And I went through that. Huh? We haven't heard you. You got a. Can you yes, hear me? I don't know the Swami, oh. or or you were being channeled by the Swami. Okay. Yeah, like that. Let's say, let me get back to my picture. I think. We're having trouble with the. I can get, with, if uh, I can get it to work. Let's see if I can get there. No, we can hear you now. Okay. Good. All right, I'll try to get back to the uh, picture. Well, but anyways, can you what? You were you. We stopped hearing you at the Swami. Okay. You Jeffrey, can hear me leave now. Your, Jeffrey, leave your video off. You'll get. You'll okay. come across volume right. Okay. So, the he, I met this guy and and he did Shaki and aligned my chakras and and you know when I was leaving his house. My sponsor leans over to me and says, hey, I wouldn't tell anybody in Alcoholics Anonymous about this. I said, oh, don't worry, I won't. Of course, I tell everybody I run in contact with. But So it went on like that. And so anyways, what I was wanted to get to today was thank you because, you know, got to the point where the last thing that Joe told me was, hey, stop making a verb, a noun, you know, because we're seeking non-duality, you know, in non-duality. Non so since I've been watching your video, I've been able to negate a lot of the thoughts that come in to get back to a place of spirit, you know. And uh, I just wanted to tell you today that I just came, came I'm, this is my fifth day out of quarantine and, uh, you know, from COVID. And I got to tell you, you know, having, having the opportunity to negate my thoughts through that five-day experience save me so much mental anguish yeah, yeah you know, great. unbelievable so you know so anyway i wanted to i just wanted to come on today and thank you for that let you introduce myself let me know that i'm a big fan of yours and and and, and that you know it's nice to be in a uh community of of uh similar experience yeah, Jeffrey, I want you to say hello to your friends and get in touch with us again. You can email me. Okay, I'd I will do that. I'd be interested in touch with uh, uh, a Seattle group. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I, not, I've been in, you know, I work, you know, I work steps in Alcoholics Anonymous. I mean, you know, when you have that experience and you realize that, I mean, it has to go on longer for you to understand that, you know, this activity of being of service places you into a, into this position where your spirit is okay in those moments. You know, what also helped me a lot was is seeing that, you know, I negate what I can do with my spiritual experience. Like as the thinker, I think, oh, well, now I need to, to you know, because I'm in a medit I'm in also in a meditation group uh, once a week and you know, I realized, oh, well, now I'm sitting down and deciding that I'm going to do this, which does that. And, you know, even in the like the mid 90s, you know, I met with uh, James Finley. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's this guy was talking about, you know, meditate until you forget yourself on purpose, because it was like a contemplative, 
way of going through things. So, you know, sitting still and realizing that those moments would, you know, be far and few between. But since I've been able to negate the, the thoughts that I have, I can, you know, I can stay, I, you know, I can, I, I realize that, you know, that place of that I'm coming from a spirit, having that human experience is the actual, you know, negation of, you know, understanding yeah. what I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. and then yeah. the other thing that has helped me a lot that I want to give a shout out to the AA community is, is that when you're taken through the steps, you don't really look at six and seven in the first or second pass as much as that you've been describing. And I've been, had this new ability now through negation to see what, you know, where, you know, where it is a defect or what it is I think I'm falling short on and taking that to six and seven. Man, I've spent more time in six and seven in this last 30 days than I have in the last 30 years. So thank you for that. Yeah, great, yes. Yeah, that's the recycling bin. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. So well, I thank, you, bro. Out. thank you. And I'll connect my friends. I mean, we, we've been just watching the YouTube. We haven't been on the live Zoom meeting. I haven't figured out yet on your Zoom. I want to, you know, we, you know, we want to be part of the, con, con, I want to be part of con, con, the contribution and, you know, helping support the meeting. So. Great. I don't see where I can find a Vin. I don't know if you got. I guess you have Venmo on here somewhere, right? Uh, uh, you just go to the website zenbitslap.com. I think. Right. Where is it on there? Okay. All right. I'll go on there and then. Where is the donate it. on? Do you know where the donate is on in on the website? No, I just. This is the first time I've been on the website. No, I'm asking so. Michael, uh, the guy who's running the meeting, because I don't. Yeah. Re I don't know. I've well, never donated to the zenbitslap.com. Jeffrey, right. if you look in the chat, Nina put it in the chat available for you. Any other information, reach out to me, Kurt, or Nina. That'll be fine. There all you right. go. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. That's all I wanted to say. I don't really have any other questions. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thanks for all the right. share. Well, happy. Thanks, I grew up to you. A lot of people that are, are, are in the same, following in that same non-duality path i mean it's it's oh, been a but the negation i haven't had the experience of the negating part to see what i'm not which has helped me to stay in a place you know in that moment to understand it you know to have the access of negation keeps you present to, to how that mind is thinking and i can't tell you how how what a relief that was going through COVID without sitting there going, how did I get it? What did I do? Honest and not this and that and all that. And I said, oh, there I am doing that. And I just, you know, was able to pause and, and get through all that really easy and not take my mind for five days because I'm isolated in a room, you know, so it was really <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the proof in the pudding. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the solution demonstrated it's, Efficacy, yes, great, very cool, thanks, bro. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate. It. That's good. Uh, I like to hear about outposts. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's.
that's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say I would say that's the other thing, you know, when I first started listening, you know, and you come across that negation for the first time and you realize that access. And then you're just, you know, I'm just in the car cracking myself up. I couldn't stop laughing. And, you know, I tried to, you know, that experience was, you know, priceless that first time having access to it in that way. Yeah. And so really, really fun. So, and, you know, I mean, thank you. Cool. All right. All right. That's it. Talk to you soon. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jeffrey. Any other hands? Hey, Paul, I'd like to go back on this. Uh, if we got a few, just a few minutes on, uh, I think it was Dave, when he talked about, he asked you about the self. Yeah. And part of, you know, I was thinking about that thing we said a couple of weeks ago, where he said, you know, a friend of mine said to another friend of mine, he said, you're really being hard on yourself. And I made the comment, I said, you know, there's another way to look at this. And, uh, he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, it's self's being hard on you and you're just believing it. There was a separation, you know, kind of like that separation where you like when you're saying you're not the condition. You yes. start to see the condition. You, you're not the condition. Yes. So, well, let's say if you're you're a spirit in a way or some emptiness or whatever you want to call it, let's say, uh, a brilliant emptiness that's not defined or formed, uh, then you're the seeing of all of the conditions and then the seeing of the narration and interpretation of those conditions from the mental state. You, you see it, you get a sense of it after a while. And there's that old thing, if you can see something, you mustn't be that something, yeah? So the the what happens is the head jumps in and doesn't allow what's being implied to bear fruit, so to speak. It jumps in there and says, I'm the one who's getting this. I'm the one understanding. Yeah. If you could watch that and not go with that, then you a lot gets revealed because there's the seeing of something and there's the then there's the claiming of the seeing of something. Yeah. Now, even when people believe they understand the movement of claiming something, yeah, they don't see that that understanding has been claimed by something, yeah? (laughs) Yeah. So they see it as like a, they see that they do an autopsy on the dead frog, they don't catch it when it's frogging, (laughs) yeah? The frogging point is the clarity, yeah? So if you can just withstand a second of I don't know, it's going to reveal something instead of, you know, like people would always call me in the beginning when this terminology of selfing was unusual. And they would call me and say, oh, man, I really got that selfing idea. And and then the next day they call me, I've been selfing all day. You know, that's not the idea. Or selfing's been driving me crazy. No, the feeling of one, the one who's been driven crazy or the one who's doing it is the selfing. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, it's not 
Yes. Yeah. It 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 sets off a sense of seeing everything from a noun. Even the other noun. Yeah. So self can't get out of self. It appears as two nouns. Yeah. yeah. If you only see the one appearance without the other, the bondage of self is is there in a way. Yeah. When you see yeah, when you see the claiming of the seeing and then see the claiming of the seeing right then and there, you basically caught the dualistic uh, expression. Yeah. So now you've caught the, the you know, the object of the self and then the subject of the self. Because this is non-duality that's we're seeing through the recovery lens. Non-duality is non-two. It's not one self. There's two aspects of it. Yeah. There's the objectified self. Let's call that the ego or whatever. And then there's the sense of self as the subject. If you only see one, the bondage can continue. It's sort of like the thief policeman thing happens. Yes. So now you've you've isolated the thief of the self. Yeah. But now you're walking the beat trying to keep the thief of the self fucking behaving and you're like the fucking puritanical commandante of, you know and now perfection gets wielded all day and it's like and in a way if you have an option it i'd rather go with the thief and the consequences of being the thief than live as the policeman it's just worse so the whole point is the idea that there's the claiming of the seeing to imply the seer is an idea, but it's also a way of seeing it happening now. Yeah. The idea can get neutered easily, but the, when it's applic applicable right now, that has an impact. Yeah. Because now you see the two. Yeah. Which non-duality is just that negation of two. Yeah. So self is selfing is an activity of there's two aspects of it. If you see one without the other, it's probably going to drive you fucking crazy. Yeah. In one way, you can see both. Remember, the application of non-duality is not two. It's a negating of subject and what's been objectified. Yes. Got it. Yeah. yeah, so spirit is not of a thing, nor does it cast a shadow. So a thing casts a shadow in light. Light doesn't cast a shadow. Yeah? Yeah. So from light, you can see the differentiation of light, which is a reflection. I'm going off, but it's a reflection of subject-object. Mm -hmm. But it's all from undifer undifferentiated light. So spirit is looking through a pair of glasses and then it sees a world and it sees this and it sees that. Yes. But its vision isn't defined by the light. It's defined by the glasses it's wearing. So we're wearing a pair of dualistic glasses or a bifocal. Yes. And we see things through that way. We try keep trying to correct the lens, but it doesn't correct the fundamental lens aspect, which is dualistic. So then the idea of non-duality came up, which is 
there's a negation of the two-ness of it all. Yeah? So you wear another pair of glasses, but that pair of glasses isn't meant to be your way of vision. It's meant to correct the old vision. Then you put down both glasses, and now you're seeing anew. Yes? And the seeing isn't some condition that's been made up and has to be maintained. It's free range. You're seeing from that. Yeah. And the seeing from that is the maintenance of that. <laughs> You're not maintaining a spirit's condition. The spirit maintains its own condition. <laughs> if you are that, you're in the maintenance of your own condition. Yes. That's different than trying to become something. Yeah, and that's the brilliance of that, you know, self can't, uh, self knowledge avails you nothing, but knowledge of self reveals everything. Right? Well, it can, because if you're left with one bag, you're holding the bag. You're, you're the other bag holding the one bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't say self can't get out of things, it says self can't get out of self. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, hey, the sobriety basis for some of us insane characters is completely necessary for any of this entertaining to go on. You'd be too absorbed in avoiding what was happening right now if you were loaded and shit. Yeah. Yeah. You would. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would, your task would be at hand to avoid tons of information. Denial would be what you will, the muscle denial, you would be at that mental gym all day working up. You would be just working up a giant muscle of denial. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just so that you could keep doing what you were doing during the day. <laughs> yeah. To put off the, the, day, the day of reckoning as long as possible. Now we've been given the luxury to entertain and enjoy peace of mind and shit like that. Yeah. 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 What a good and now we can maybe get to see the exact nature of shit. Yeah. Thank God. There's a great amount of gratitude for that. Right. Do you think that if I was on a lookout for Coke, I would take an hour to do a Zoom? <laughs> Give me a fucking break. I would be out there trying to convince someone to do what I wanted to do because I'd have no money of my own. <laughs> that would be my, that's what would be happening. Oh, I got a Zoom meeting at 1030. Fuck that. <laughs> or, or sober trying to manage well, right? I know, yeah. Well, obviously, more gets revealed through sobriety. It gives us a great opportunity. Yeah, a very messy, chaotic uh, condition that really grabs your attention by what you want to avoid and distract from <clears throat> has been put to rest. The problem doesn't exist for us right now. Fucking far out. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you're wanting to get out of something and you're entertaining ideas of non-duality, the first step is going to be off. You're going to try to use it to get relief from something. Mm -hmm. 
that's not it's they that's i don't see it as that it's a fact that's all it's basically saying what we completely believe in isn't true yeah and that we are what we've been looking for that the seeker it's not the seeker and the sort the seeker is the sort yeah or as saint francis says what's looking is what you're looking for now he didn't meet us but he made a grand statement no matter what you're looking for truly what you're looking for is what's looking yeah it's just like buddhism would go into great detail as a presentation of the temporariness of life why we're dissatisfied because we're looking for something that's eternal and real and it's not to be found in the appearances of things yeah so through all your frustration and not getting what you want there's a value there because you're really not wanting that you're wanting to know what's looking and you are what's looking yeah so these people make incredible statements, but profoundly they had seen the whole ball game, and they they were basically saying, you can't use what you are to look for what you are. You are that which you seek. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. not the way I take it. Yes. Well, that I that's taking it in another way isn't you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the manufacturing of the head. So when you rely on that you can never never be seen as what you're looking for because you have to validate all the looking for shit. yes so basically i'm not that i yeah that believes it has to look for what i am i am that which it wants to look for so obviously i am not of the system that's talking to me all fucking day i'm not of it yeah <laughs> yeah i can be in it and if that in gets used to reinforce this insane idea that i am of it then to me that's the bondage of self the bondage of self is not being in it it's being of it yeah that's where the bondage really lies yeah yeah you're taking yourself to peace you know yeah If it's a great day, you're taking yourself to be Paul. If it's a bad day, you're taking yourself to be Paul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The head. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So, hey. Hey. Thanks. Is that yeah. it? For- yeah, that's it for today. We're, we we're, uh, don't have any more hands and we're at quarter to 12 Pacific time. Yes. All right. Let me say goodbye. And, uh, it's nice to meet everyone again today. We got Michael Stacy, the man of service. Thank you, Michael. We got Maria. There she is. She's uh, nice to nice to see you, Maria. Yes, Brian. Yeah, yeah. The possibility of traveling lighter isn't dependent on the conditions we're in, as an action figure. I used to visit this lady who had bone cancer in Australia. She couldn't, her husband would have to pick her up. That lady was fucking pretty bright. Yeah, when I'd see her. Some people I used to do talks there, they wanted me to meet this lady so we could have satsang, yeah? It was a very powerful uh, 
experiences with her or events. Yeah. So it may not be the case as an experiential level, but as a principle level, yes. You and I, every one of us as you and I can outshine circumstances and situations. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we got uh, Brian, we got Kurt Z. Thanks, Kurt, as always. My brother down from Redondo Beach. I don't want to say this name, Haley or Haley, because I made a mistake last time. So I'm going to say it's H. How are you? Nice to see you. We got Stefan on Having Never Left. Yeah, Roman. Always a pleasure, Roman. Roman is a, a joyous character that uh, supports Zen Bitch Slap quite a lot in a lot of ways. Very appreciated. Yeah. We got Joseph. There he is. Joseph has been, uh, I've been lucky enough to have met Joseph in Zoom for a few years now, Joseph. It's a pleasure to see you. Mickey, the matriarch of Madeira. She's running the whole show without us knowing it. Dave B, grateful Dave. And uh, Lucas, right? There he is. Nice to see both of you. In one place, wow. The presence must be unbelievable. The force. We got Jeffrey from Seattle. Uh, Let's see, we got Nina, always nice. We got Deborah B, Oliver from Berlin. Now Nina's appeared, yeah, there is a niche. We got Tom, have you ever been here before, Tom? Uh, nice to meet you, Tom. Yeah, I can tell when someone's new, usually. Nice to see you, bro. We got uh, M. Ellis. Nice to see you, M. Oh, the Lebowski. He's here. Always nice to see James Lebowski. Yeah. I just like the word Lebowski. That movie was always great. Yeah. I should watch it again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, anyone else, if I don't see you, it was nice to meet you today. And we're back. If you're interested, Tom, uh, there's a website, zenbitchslap.com. There's an event page that has all the Zooms. And then we're coming back east. I actually finally bought the ticket. We'll be back east July, uh, June 24th to 26th in a town called Dover. I'm so I'm hoping to see Tariq there because I know he lives in Dover, New Jersey. We're going to be there. Uh, that's going to be cool. Then Monday night we'll be in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Tuesday up in Great Barrington, Mass. Saturday in the middle of the day, we'll be in New York, I think, and uh, then come home on Thursday. So I'm not going to do a long thing. I'm just going to see 